This is Alyssa. And I'm Mel. And this is the Arcane Dames Podcast. The trauma-informed, liberation-oriented tarot podcast. Let's dive in. Hello, Arcane Babes. Alyssa here. Before we jump into today's episode, I just wanted to inform slash remind everybody that Mel and I are going to be co-hosting a live and in-person event this January. It is a New Year intention setting workshop. We are going to be collaborating with a dear friend of mine who is a yoga teacher to come together in a mindfulness retreat type space to do some yoga, practice some mindfulness, and then break off. And all participants will have the opportunity to have their tarot cards read by either Mel or myself in order to help you set some intentions for the new year. There will also be some other journal prompts, um, spell bottle station, things going on, some brunch bites. I think it's going to be a lovely little late morning, early afternoon day to kick off 2024. So if you are within driving distance of upstate New York, the event is going to take place in Hudson Falls, New York, which is kind of Lake George, Saratoga area of upstate New York. And we would really love to see you there. So that being said, let's jump into the episode. Hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Arcane Dames. Today we are so super excited to talk about the Eight of Wands. This is our first episode recording post-Christmas. Yes. I feel like we are coming into the new year, swinging into some new momentum. So this card makes a lot of sense right now. I love that is so funny that you said that because I was going to be like, I feel like I'm in no man's land. Oh, I feel like nothing's real. <laughs> like, yeah, the week between Christmas and New Year's is just like a giant mind fuck. That is true. And I have been feeling that. But now that well, today's the 30th. Yeah. So, right. So I'm like, it's, We're it's time. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. I'm definitely in the depth of my New Year's rituals and same. Just, yeah. How's your little paper burning or like paper? You don't burn them do yet. Burn. Oh, you do burn, burn them. them. Yeah. Um, it, it's going wonderfully. I have kind of over the years, like, been like working out the best way to burn them. In the past, I've done it like in a candle. Ooh. Which I don't love because then I usually can't burn the candle because there's too much paper in it. Right. (laughs) And so this year I've just been doing it like on a plate. Okay. And that's really been best case scenario. I don't know why I didn't think of it sooner. Yeah. And I think I'm going to like save the ash as New Year 2024. Yeah. I I love that. Future. That's really good. You should save it. You should. Oh, that makes me happy. I have been doing a bunch of like smaller rituals for myself I cut my own hair and that was big for me like just 
it is such a sacred practice of releasing energy and it's like the ultimate cleanser for me the haircut pic you posted was such a slay thank you (laughs) thank you (laughs) so that felt really good there is a major sense let me know if anyone else feels this way of putting down burdens at the end of this year Mm. in a way that no other year before has made me feel like I really feel like I'm finally shedding the weight that I was never meant to carry yeah that's so good so I'm trying to do rituals that reflect that that coffin candle right there was a spell candle of for me banishing is not the right word consciously letting go of what I want to lay to rest in 2023 so that one was associated with a very specific list and you know, meditating over and speaking into the candle. And then so now I've been burning it and kind of like visualizing as the candle burns that those bad habits and worries and toxic behaviors melt away. Yes. So I love that. That's a little bit of what I've been doing. That's so good. I also wrote a short little New Year's tarot spread and posted it yesterday, I think. But I haven't pulled it yet for myself. So that's exciting. I know I haven't really done any New Year's tarot polls yet. I did take a page from your book and do like a big gratitude journaling. Nice. Um, This the night that I started my like 12 days of Christmas ritual that I always do. That's good. Yeah, it it was really it was really nice. And like. As does everything with me. It started out very in my head and very, like, analytical. Yeah. And, like, of course, by the end of it, I was, like, crying, you know? So I was like, good job, Alyssa. You connected with an emotion. Exactly. (laughs) Good job, buddy. (laughs) Exactly. That's what it's all about. Yeah. But I haven't... That night, I was like, I should do, like, a big tarot spread, too, but I just didn't have it in me. It's a lot of energy to do something like that, especially for yourself. Yeah. Because you're like reliving those moments or if you're doing it for a future projection, you're coming to terms with things. Yeah. Yeah. But I I definitely want to perhaps one of the next few nights. Yes, that's awesome. And then I was also reflecting on the arcane dames new year spread that we wrote and posted last year yeah and that might be a good one to use again too remind me what the like key pieces of that spread were it was like socially emotionally Mm. like yeah love that right yeah um and you can use it either way like reflecting on what you learned in each of those categories this year or what to pay attention to in those categories for the year that's coming up yeah you could do both it's funny because like as i was like gratitude journaling and kind of like writing my little manifestation list if that's what you want to call it it's more like a goals list honestly yeah a lot of times at this time of year i do kind of feel a clear like before and after or Mm. like like closing a chapter and starting a new one i do not feel that way at all right now okay i very much feel like i'm in the midst i'm like in the middle of something yeah (laughs) like in a lot of ways and so it's funny talking about what i'm grateful for and then what i want 
to work toward in the future, it's very much like the same thing. Yeah. Like I'm grateful for the work that I've made along this path that I'm not done with. Yeah. At all. Right. <laughs> kind of energy. Um, so that's been interesting too. I think that definitely makes sense. And I think it's a really positive sign actually to not you know, it's like don't force yourself into a transition just because the year is ending. Yeah. I think it's a sign of your strength to stay rooted in what you're doing instead of like feeling the need to shake things up. That's so true because I do think that sometimes like within with a the concept of a New Year's resolution, like a like a capital N, capital Y New Year's resolution. Yeah. We do kind of feel like, all right, throw everything out, like imagine whatever you want, like no context, fuck it. Just like go for it. And that's very much not where I'm at at all right now. I like that for you, though. It seems stable. It seems like, you Which know. is maybe the first time anyone's ever said that about me. Right. <laughs> but grow. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah. look at you. So. Stable queen. <laughs> <laughs> no, that must be a nice feeling. Yeah, no, it, it, it definitely is. Because when you're on a path of healing, too, you can almost be healing too often and do it to a detriment to where it's like you're always trying the next best thing and it's like maybe the best thing for you is actually consistency and sticking to something which is 100% where I'm at right now like that when I started this like current stretch of like goals or whatever that that I'm on that I'm referring to yeah I was like you know what? Maybe for the first time I could try like slowing down and like having consistency for the first time in my life. Hey. And I've like grown in that so much and I I just want more. Wow. Like I have like a million and 10 like new things that I want to add to my routines. I feel like I know that I can do it now. Yeah. And this is the first time in my life I've ever actually believed that I can. Wow. Like stick to something and not rely solely on instant gratification to be the thing that gets me through my day. Sure. Which is like, yeah, never, never before, never in my 28 years. Yeah. So intentional, slower living. Yes. Wow. What do you think got you to that place? Honestly, like, I think it was very much a byproduct of me having, like, larger life goals, spiritual goals, and coming to the realization that the only way I was going to reach them was by slowing down, grounding, having routine. Nice. All of that. I love that. But now that I'm doing it, but like, right. And that's the thing is like, I think that that's how it starts for a lot of us. It's like, okay, fine. I'll slow down if it means I can get what I want, (laughs) which is really like those things are almost like antithetical to one another because it's like, you're not supposed to be doing it for the gratification. You're supposed to be doing it to be present in the moment. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) so I think, right. Oftentimes we do it for that like contradictory reason, but I've gotten to a place where I'm like, no, I'm kind of obsessed with being present and like finding those moments. Like certainly it's not all the time. I wouldn't even say it's most of the time, but Mm. it's like a fun new trick that I found that I want to keep practicing because it's really, really cool. Fun new trick. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) A 
fun new trick. Everyone should try it now. I I love it. Ten out of ten would recommend. I'm so happy for you. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, I on the other hand am feeling like Christmas was this weird new start for me. Yeah. I I've kept wondering to myself, like, why does this feel why does Christmas the twenty fifth feel like new year's i felt like a conscious shift it was really weird you know channy nicholas Mm -hmm. on her her, like podcast episode for that week was talking about how new year's should be a week earlier wow so it's so funny that you say that because she was like astrologically speaking like we missed the mark by a week oh my god (laughs) damn so i was just aligning to that without even knowing it (laughs) and yeah no i really like I said, I'm just in the space of new goals and like really celebrating myself for what I've achieved, but also like keeping my eyes towards the future and, you know, practical future goals, not reaching all my goals at once in one year. But what can I focus on this year? And, you know, I'm having a big wedding this year. So for me, a lot of like other areas of growth or task driven ventures are gonna take the back burner to that so like i'm having to think about like i don't know other than just thinking about how to handle my emotions which is usually how my little new year's goes i'm thinking about how to handle my money how to handle my actions my relationships like i'm thinking about more practical stuff and i mean it's been a little bit of a long time coming this kind of like shift I'm having in myself, which is I'm essentially I have essentially realized at this point that I have lived my whole life being a slave to my own emotions mm. because I thought that that was the only choice. Like when I see other people who are more well regulated or can handle more tasks than me, I've always I've never once thought to myself, maybe their mental health is just as bad, but they manage it better. I always just thought that meant they were okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that there was this other option where I can, like, yes, it is true that mental illnesses are incurable and they're always going to be with you for some reason, but it's also true that you can learn to control how you react to those symptoms and not let the symptom become tied to a feeling which completely overtakes you yeah so yeah i I, that's my big shift that is just translating to this time of year and the ritual i'm partaking in right now because i don't want to do that anymore in 2024 i don't need to like compulsively share every shift in my mood yeah this is coming from a 100 milligram dose of lamictal, by the way. I just doubled my mood stabilizer. Well, I didn't. My psychiatrist right, 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 recommended right. it. But yeah. like, so, you know, maybe that was the key all along. How does along. that feel? Uh, obviously good. Yeah. Like, uh, to be even able to, like, say any of this. Yeah. I mean, it's a success story with a medication change. It's just ending up aligning with what's important to me now. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's working out. I also started doing EMDR twice a week. And I I would love to just say that if you have suffered trauma and have ever considered EMDR and feel that it's something that might help, try it. Like, I'm definitely surprised by 
how quickly some of the results are taking effect. I think that that's so cool. I like didn't like you've t- obviously talked about EMDR before. Well, I don't know if you have on the podcast. Yeah. But to me. Like you mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we've talked about it before. Yeah. But I didn't know a ton about the science behind it. Yeah. But recently I had a little ticky talky come up on my feet. A little what? A little ticky talky. And it was, you know, talking about how one of the reasons they theorize it works is because it helps your left and right sides of your brain communicate. And they were talking about how, like, basically, like, you will create a rationalization for things that are happening on the other side of your brain, even if it's not the truth. Yes. Because your brain just needs, like, your left and your right side independently need to, like, have that understanding and explanation for things so when you start to do like the crossover between the two sides you can actually work out things that you could never work out before i'm like that's so fucking cool and like i consciously feel that as someone who's only been doing it for a couple of months like the way that the effects show themselves so quickly is kind of crazy yeah i mean i right like in a couple months of of EMDR I've achieved what I couldn't in talk therapy in six years and I'm not saying talk therapy is bad I think it has genuinely saved me time and time again when I've been in crisis but when you're out of the crisis long enough to be like okay maybe now that I'm safe I can look at my own difficult behaviors the ways in which i've contributed to my own problems yeah and try something new and for me like i think it's working out that that something new isn't more talk therapy Hmm. i think talk therapy definitely has its limits and i've you know i've said before as somebody who i feel like can reason their way into and out of anything and like justify anything with like logical thought i know that most of my healing work has to happen by getting out of my head and into my body yeah and so yeah there's just there's a limit to what talk therapy can do i think yeah it's been an interesting experience shifting from one kind of help to another and just like observing the how long have you been doing it for EMDR? Yeah. Literally only like two months. That's so exciting. Yeah. That's very, very cool. Because I've been with this therapist for a while, but she was really insistent that like, we not start the actual reprocessing until the time is right, which was a little (laughs) frustrating. I definitely felt like I was ready sooner, Mm -hmm. but we made it. Yeah. And also, like, I joke about it a lot, but holy shit, you really do turn 25 and snap into consciousness. Like, I I turned 25, you know, two months ago, and um, my brain has snapped into consciousness. That is what happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so crazy how intense that is. Like, I, I don't 25 know. 25 is a really big transition. Yeah. It was the first birthday I felt differently about. It was the first, like, I don't know. I was like, oh, shit, I'm grown up. Yeah. <laughs> there was no more pretending that I'm a child. Yeah. This is maybe a random segue. I mean, obviously it's related, but like I've also been thinking a lot about motherhood lately. 
Um, It might have a little bit to do with Britt and I currently watching Grey's Anatomy and there being a lot of babies (laughs) and pregnancy. But um, no, in all seriousness, like... um, I guess like just family and holidays like it's it's come up in conversation it's I've been around babies which has an interesting tie to today's episode and the card we're talking about I digress I don't know I've been and I found myself telling people when they ask if I'm ready because like also I'm getting married this year Mm -hmm. again so like people often ask like what's after that like you know um as though that's not enough on your plate <laughs> no literally right what else are you doing are you getting pregnant like shut up i found myself telling a lot of people like yeah i'm ready emotionally but like i'm waiting to be ready like financially mm-hmm. and like when it, think of the pentacles right when i say financially i don't just mean money wise i mean like materialistically like like you know i have a one bedroom apartment right now like yeah. A small apartment what am i gonna do with a baby you know imagine if there was a baby here where the baby gonna live where baby gonna live <laughs> exactly so yeah like even that realization where it's like motherhood isn't a dream anymore it's now something that i can actively start thinking about damn which is really comforting and really feels like a big accomplishment to even think that i'm in that realm yeah so love that for you yeah i feel like everybody in my life is pregnant right now it's i'm next (laughs) no just kidding it's like actually insane like i have a family member who's pregnant right now i have a close friend who's pregnant right now and i went to my friend group from high school has a christmas party every year Mm. and i went to that and there were two people there who were pregnant this is the first time anybody has ever been pregnant at that party and there were wow. two of them that's wild and like it's it's very strange just like watching everybody because since it was a high school party you know it's people who are very much my age yeah. and like watching everybody like transition yeah into that i'm like oh my god but um but yeah it's really funny which like those two people were separate from my close friend who's pregnant and my family member who's pregnant so like so many <laughs> maybe you're next no i'm kidding jump scare she's definitely not next. <laughs> if you enjoy the arcane games podcast and want to support us consider becoming a patron with tier options ranging from one dollar to twenty dollars a month there is something for everyone we offer ad-free episodes bonus content a bustling discord community live events and even discounts on private readings with mel and Alyssa. your support truly makes this podcast possible check out patreon.com slash arcane dames thank you anyhow should we introduce the eight of wands let's do it now that you know what's up with us we're gonna tell you what's up with the eight of wands when i pull the eight of wands all i think about is speed me too like i sat down to write these notes and i was like quick 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 up on the rooftop fucking old (laughs) girl what isn't that how the song yes it is that was just funny as hell no but yeah i was like fast fast and then i was just like what else what is there to say right this is kind of an interesting card it definitely feels like a filler card it definitely feels like they got lazy um 
is that a crazy thing to say? But it's just like, you know, even the Rider Waite imagery is literally just eight wands, like mm-hmm. as if it was a pip card. Yeah. And there's just not much to it. Like, what can you say? Like, it brings speed. I mean, I like this idea that I always have kind of paired together in my head of the Eight of Wands being the Minor Arcana's chariot. Like, it's Mm. the same energy because it's, like, getting from one place to another full speed ahead. Yeah. But that's mainly what I think of. Me as well. As far as imagery goes, like, they say that those Eight Wands are meant to represent arrows oh like flying through the air which makes sense right so there's you know maybe something to be gathered from like are you waging war are they cupid's arrows like are you about to get bit by the love bug there's also i really liked what robert m please said in tarot history symbolism and divination about the imagery he said the wands cannot stay in the air they are already beginning to descend so there's this feeling of like whatever it is that's happening like you can't stay in this in-between space Mm. this is the most impermanent moment you are moments from hitting the ground having the revolution or resolution i was gonna say but or revolution yeah um having you know that ending that thing come into fruition whatever it is that's an amazing description of this card's energy because think about what comes next in the nine of wands certainly not a happy or light card the nine of wands evokes a feeling of having to defend yourself and like like being on the defense and and not you know, it, it feels cagey to me. It feels yeah. heavy. And then the Ten of Wands is basically about that, like, burnout, like, wanting to put that burden down. Mm-hmm. So um, it definitely makes sense with the follow-ups, one. And two, you know, a lot of people, again, that are obsessed with instant gratification would associate the speed of the Eight of Wands with success. Mm-hmm. So this is a reminder that speed is not a foretelling of success. Right. Like necessarily. I think that that is so true about the eight of wands that like it is quick for better or worse. Yeah. Like there, in my opinion is no inherent positivity or negativity in the eight of wands. Like it could be something that you're hoping to come true is about to come true. Or it could be something that you're dreading is about to happen. Like, either way, it's happening really quick. Either way, the wands can't stay in the air. Yeah. So. That's giving, like, Wheel of Fortune energy, too. That's true. Yeah. You don't know what could happen next, but brace yourself because it's going to be here <laughs> because quickly. Because it's something. Something's yeah. happening. Yeah. So I'll share the story that I kind of teased before, which is that. So lesson learned in popular time telling through the tarot wands represent weeks (laughs) but i was reading for a close family friend and she was asking about this was in february of this year she was asking about when she might get pregnant pulled the eight of wands she was expressing a lot of difficulty and like issues so i was like with context and everything i was like okay, like, quickly, like, it feels like it's going to happen in in the context of your fertility journey, but, you know, eight months. Well, what do you know? Eight weeks later, I got a Facebook message that she was expecting. 
So I basically protected her baby. I got to meet the baby at Christmas, and OMG, he was a sweet little angel. That's just a little guy. It was just a little guy. (laughs) So yeah, it was more like in eight months, the baby will actually be born. So that was, that was fun. That's fun. Yeah. Love babies. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that is an example of the eight of wands quickness i think the eight of wands is a really powerful card for prediction in that sense like if i get the eight of wands to indicate timing what a relief like some of the other cards i have to dig deep to figure out what the fuck they're trying to tell me about timing you know what i mean yeah like sometimes like you'll ask about timing and it'll be like page of pentacles and i'm like what does that mean i cannot compute that as a measure of time the eight of wands that's happening soon. Yeah. Slay. I know the answer to that one. Right. It's definitely one of those cut and dry, like, quick detail cards. Yeah. Not ambiguous. Not very abstract. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, those have their place in the tarot. We need them. Oh, for sure. It's nice. And I think that there's definitely room to read potentially, like, some abstraction, some more depth into this card. But, like practically in my practice that's not how i'm using it nine times out of ten like i think in this episode we can we can and will absolutely talk about like some of those other meanings yeah but the truth is this comes up in a spread and i'm just like oh this happened fast yeah or it comes up to represent someone and i'm like you have no patience (laughs) oh yeah like you like things to happen quickly don't you yeah I'm definitely one of those people. (laughs) Well, I think I'm patient where it counts. Yeah. But when I'm trying to, like, achieve something. Yeah. Oh, I'm not patient with myself at all. Mm. I might be patient with other people. Right. (laughs) You deserve patience. Well. (laughs) You do. Yeah. It's hard, though. It's hard because when it's yourself, you're like, but why can't I just do it? Yeah. I know that I want. So what the fuck is wrong with me? That I'm not just doing it. Yeah. Patience is hard with yourself. Yeah. But in reverse. Yeah. Do you have associations with this card at all? Yeah. I mean, dead stop. Really? Yeah. I actually like the Rider Waite reverse definition, so I'll read it. Arrows of jealousy, internal dispute, stingings of conscience wait is this reverse yeah okay and quarrels i mean i don't know about quarrels quarrels squirrels (laughs) i don't know about quarrels (laughs) (laughs) who the hell is quarrels yeah i do like i do like that reverse definition arrows of jealousy i was like ooh, (laughs) t I your reverse definition of like coming to a dead stop reminds me of Wen's Benabelle Wen's reverse definition in Holistic Tarot. She says, okay, because Eight of Wands, obviously it's a Wands card, so fire energy. Yeah. But the wands are soaring through the air. So air energy is very relevant to this card as well. Yeah. And upright, the air is fueling the fire that's Mm. why it's such a fast-paced card like you think a fanning a flame the whole building's on fire before you know it yeah so there's this huge fast-paced energy but in reverse when says air stops fire so she's 
talking about the way that like thought can prevent you from taking action yeah and being like so eight of wands reverse is like being so stuck in your head that you're not taking any action that's definitely how i've read it and experienced it i think that that's really cool yeah or just like you know it shows how something like a thought or maybe an external factor even can bring a dead stop to something that otherwise would have gone very quickly because like back to what i was saying about wheel of fortune energy relating to this card like it is anything can happen energy it is chaotic it is like yeah it's either gonna go one way or another but it's gonna go (laughs) so and i like i do pull the eight of wands reverse for myself sometimes and i often interpret the eight of wands in reverse more in the vein of being impatient kind of like wanting things to happen too quickly Mm -hmm. which i yeah i definitely do that (laughs) all the time so like that has always been the way that i interpreted it but understanding it as like your thoughts getting in the way of action resolution etc resonates maybe even more for me yeah because i do think that i have a very big tendency to bring everything to a screeching halt with my overthinking. Yeah. Ouchie. <laughs> that actually makes me think of um, the last time I pulled this card for myself was in a get to know you spread with a new deck. Oh. I. The card said, bitch, I'm getting to know you. <laughs> <laughs> the deck is a classic Marseille that I found at a thrift store. I was so fucking excited. Whatever. I have arrows of jealousy towards you. (laughs) Arrows of jealousy. (laughs) I'm shooting them down, girl. Oh my gosh. I know. Poor Mel really wants to find a deck at a thrift store and I hit the jackpot. Because I've gotten to the point where I've had one in my hands. Like, ask the like person to take it out of the glass case for me. And it was negative energy and I didn't buy it. Anyway, continue. This isn't about me. Well, no, but I got so lucky because it was unopened. Yeah. It was like, it was like one of those tarot gift sets that had like a book, a cloth, and a deck. And so the set itself was opened, but the deck was still in the plastic. So good. So I'm assuming it was a gift, right? And somebody was like, I'm never opening this stupid fucking tarot deck. I'm not interested. (laughs) One man's trash. I know. And it was $4 at the thrift store. Bro. It was such a slight. And it was a Marseille. And I love a Marseille. Like... I was really, really excited. Yeah. Um, But anywho, so I took it home and I did my little get to know you spread with it. And the eight of wands came out in the position of the strength for the deck. Oh. So like one of the deck's strengths is the eight of wands energy. I like that a lot, especially because the broader gist that I got from the whole spread, you know, I do like, how does this deck see me? And like, what's the advice for working with this deck? And the biggest takeaway I got is that this deck is like, you know, sometimes your stubbornness keeps you in a position where you're stuck. Yeah. And sometimes like your swords energy of like, wanting to like be right and do things the right way and like reason everything out all the time it keeps you in a place where you're stuck and with the eight of wands coming out as a strength of the deck it's like 
I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, this is about getting you through yeah. those moments of being stuck. And honestly, this is exactly what I want and need right now. Yeah. So it'd be, that felt right on point. Yeah. That's how I would take it. You know, the Eight of Wands coming out in that position is like, okay, this is a deck I can go to in crisis, in urgent moments. Not me, like, losing my voice. It's kind of fun. It's like, there's two different co-hosts. Whoa. It's like, there's deep voice Mel, and then there's, like, laryngitis Mel. So there's, like, Mel, and then there's, like, Mel. (laughs) That was my best impersonation of your voice. It was really bad. No. Actually, I think you're right. (laughs) Meryl. Yeah. And I do... In that context, I also really like the idea of, like, the Eight of Wands as an energy that you tap into mm. to get you through Yeah, things. I mean, definitely this card can represent just putting your head down and going through the motions. Yeah. But it's a very, right, ex- it's a very action-oriented card, too. Right, like, you are doing the motions. Yeah. Even like, if you're not sure about your goal or your end outcome it's like rip the fucking band-aid off yeah yeah i will read the upright rider weight definition too yeah absolutely eight of wands the card represents motion through the immovable which that's a cool concept motion through the immovable yeah unstuck man a flight of wands through an open country which by the way i will mention so completely blue skies in this card there's no clouds so like you would deduct clarity and most people associate blue skies with like happiness but then these eight of wands that are potentially plummeting into the ground is giving like sometimes that peace makes you feel bored Mm. sometimes you feel the need to shake it up and in reality it's like go back and ground yourself bitch yeah like you know slay divinatory meanings activity and undertakings so again like action yeah the path of such activity swiftness okay taylor (laughs) as that of an express messenger great haste great hope speed towards an end which promises assured felicity i like that like like the truthful even if the ending is negative it's what you needed yeah That which is on the move, also the arrows of love, which I guess makes sense in the in the way of wands being passion. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess if you got the eight of wands with the two of cups, it's like, woo, you're getting laid tonight. Yeah, that's pretty (laughs) (laughs) me manifesting, looking in the mirror, saying, woo, you're getting laid tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Written on the bathroom mirror. Um, That's my energy all 2024. (laughs) I put, sorry, I'm just going to derail. Alyssa and I are planning a vision boarding date in person, but I have started on my silly little Pinterest and I pinned a picture to my 2024 vision board that it was like written in pink on a mirror, but it says, fuck normal. I want magic. Love that. Sorry. that, That was such a segue. Yeah. But you were saying that is very very similar to how when i explained this card she was like usually i see this card as having more to do with like career or practical matters but if there's a lot of cups in the spread like love coming to fruition yeah like that kind of thing. um like some type of 
action happening like in your relationship getting some action Ooh, in your relationship she's winking at me guys (laughs) poorly at that (laughs) yeah you know this is kind of making me feel like we should do a little workshop perhaps on tarot pairings like tarot combinations oh yeah I feel like that is something that's maybe not talked about enough in the tarot community. Like, what different combos of cards can mean. Because the Eight of Wands is one where the cards around it can really change the meaning. 100% agree. And, you know, I think think that that's kind of like Tarot 201, if you will. Like, not 102. Like, full 201. 201. Okay. (laughs) I think it's like... Yeah, I think it's like a a course up in your tarot journey because it's like a little bit overwhelming when you're first learning the cards, familiarizing yourself with like 78 fucking meanings and how they can resonate in your life and in other people's lives, et cetera, et cetera, to then be like, how does this work in the context of a larger spread? Sure, yeah. And I think it's something that we do try and teach and, like, emphasize in the podcast to a degree. Yeah. But I think that especially now that we're, like, balls deep in season three. Oh. The look on Mel's face is so concerned. <laughs> She's like, I didn't, I don't know if I liked that. Like, that's a, that's a fun thing to pull in more given that, Many of our listeners at this point are much more familiar with the cards. Yeah. Like, I did a reading for my brother-in-law the other day. Fun. Really fun. And he's, you know, this world is nothing to him. So when I do readings, I'm like, you know, you have a lot of wands energy. Like, that means you have a lot of fire energy. And a lot of times people get, like, the gist of what I'm talking about or are familiar with, like, what the elements are associated with but like he didn't know any of that like i explained pentacles energy from the ground up to that man you know so like that kind of thing where you kind of have to have a grasp on the language and just some familiarity before you can really build that's something i've been thinking a lot about too especially as i'm so many years into my tarot practice is like i'm feeling a big push to expand my language around the cards like I think falling into the habit of this podcast you know sometimes makes me over intellectualize them yeah and I think like like you know like yeah you can say that again yeah I've absolutely had that thought as well and like I have to I absolutely do the same thing where like I'll say, ooh, yes, wands to a client. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, that's not, like, that's not me doing the best job I can. So I, I'm playing a lot with the dialogue that I have with my decks as well mm-hmm. for that reason. Yeah. Right. I think that, like, the most meaningful pieces of my readings come from, I don't know, like, talking about, it's almost like, Looking at a spread and being like, yes, wands or like, okay, lots of pentacles, whatever. It's me starting to process the information. True. True. And then like the most helpful advice for the client, I think, does come out when I'm bridging cards together. Totally. Instead of like focusing on the energy of one specific card. Yeah. So 
you'll always pull the whole spread first before you start talking about the cards or not. Yeah, I always pull the full spread and I like to, you know, I do kind of have to work up to the main point, the main advice. Like I'm always very much like, okay, you have the king of pentacles in this position and that makes me feel like you have these traits and then I see this card in the past position which tells me that you've been through this and then by kind of like talking through all of those things by the end of it I'm like this is exactly what you need to do go do it get out there killer like wow (laughs) so motivating oh my god I'm okay I'm posting I'm gonna be posting this on Instagram and something but my sister I think I said this on a previous episode, like, has been roasting me because I give her really intense tarot readings. Yes. And, like, to some extent, the only reason I'm so intense with her is because she's my fucking sister. And she's a piece of work. Like, she's a Taurus. She's stubborn as hell. So she asks me for readings. Like, she lives in my same building, guys. Like, she asks me for readings twice a week, if not more. So I'm reading for this girl all the time. I'm like, you're so stubborn. You never take my advice. Like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just... In, like, a loving way. It's just very much at that place where I'm like, if you want me to read for you, like, I'm going to give you my opinion. And if you don't want that, don't ask me to read for you. Like, whatever. <laughs> but, um, so she's been, like, roasting me for my intense tarot readings. And she was, like, she pulled up this clip of Amanda Bynes, an Amanda Bynes skit from All That. Okay. Did you ever watch All That? Of course. Of course. The skit where she was like an advice columnist yeah and it would be like d i forgot what her like name was in the skit but like d ashley dear ashley (laughs) and she would read it and she would be like dear ashley and she would start out and she would be like it would be like dear ashley i'm thirsty all the time what should i do and she would be like oh you're thirsty all the time drink water yeah literally. <laughs> and she'd be like get your butt up go to the kitchen and get a glass of water you drink <laughs> she showed me a clip and she was like you dry mouthed weirdo like, she was like this is how it feels getting a tarot reading from you holy fuck so when I relaunch my books I'm gonna be like if this is the energy you're looking for in your reading book with me that's good Everyone needs that from time to time. Yeah, I mean, it can it can be helpful. And I think, honestly, like, she's right. And in my professional readings, it's an energy I shy away from because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to come on too strong and everybody is an expert in their own life. And I think I'm very much getting to a point where I'm like, you know what? Like, I think it's okay. I think it's okay it if is. I need to, like, be a little bit feistier. And I truly believe in attracting things. the right clients. Yeah. Like, I think people who want that will find you. Yeah. And right, like, if I'm holding back, who will be helping? Yeah, well, and it's frustrating. Listen, I've seen a lot of different readers in my time, and I, I've i gotten frustrated when a reader is just radically like, well, it, it's okay if you want to do this, and you can also do this, and you can also do that. Like, no, just give it to me straight, girl, because... It, I wouldn't be getting a tarot reading if I didn't want specific guidance. It's true. And like, you know, I do always tell my sister, like, you can do whatever you want. But right. if you're looking for the outcome that you're telling me you're looking for, doing what you're doing is not going to get you working. there. And like I said, but I said. I meant it. And I meant it. I 
have something a little different today. I have this silly little book. It's from the, like, I'm sure people will know what I'm talking about. There's this series of books and it's like a little bit of blank. Like, I've read the Pendulum one. They're I, like in every metaphysical shop. Well, like, they're also in like every Barnes and Noble. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so those fuckers are everywhere. Yeah. Wonderful. I've seen them at Target. There's yeah, and there's it's like a little bit of astrology, a little bit of tarot, a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of yeah, a little bit of Alyssa. <laughs> I'm a little bit crazy. <laughs> Holy fuck. Anyway, I have this numerology one. I got it from a book swap group I'm in on Facebook. Nice. Love that. Book swap Saratoga. <laughs> anyway, thank you to the wonderful woman who gave me this book. Um, <laughs> it's by Nova Lee Wilder or Wilder. Nova Lee is a pretty name. That You know, sorry not to interrupt you, but that's the thing about these books is that like some of them are really good and some of them suck because they're all written by different, different people. people. Yeah. You really don't know what you're getting yourself into with the little bit of book. Tread lightly. Yeah, absolutely. But this one is fun. Just I also think like numerology in the modern sense of like life path number and stuff. Like it's just fun to me. Like yeah. it's like playing MASH. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but it has a cool quote about. It's like playing MASH. Isn't it? I, I don't love know. That. Is that? Okay. Hopefully no one is offended by that comment. Man, that's what all of divination is. Right? Like, I'm I'm sorry. I can't with like take it exactly the right amount of serious. Yeah. Because like it can be really serious, but it can also be really fun. Yeah. And there's no there's no need right. to be too serious about it. There's no need to be too serious about anything. If somebody called Tarot Mash, I would not be offended. I'll only be offended if they're mean about it. Right. We should all be a little more silly. Hell yeah. Anyway, quote about the number eight. So the eight is uniquely isolated on its journey of connecting heaven and earth through the deep passion it holds. The key is the integration of everything inside and breaking through internal walls and limiting beliefs before being able to do the same in the often challenging outside world. I think that resonates with the image of the eight of wands. It's yeah. cutting through the air. The The wands are almost completely across the card. So it's giving above and below yeah. sky and ground, right? Mm-hmm. Which you could also call heaven and earth. And like, yeah, br- the idea of breaking through walls, the idea of, you know, like they mention being able to do the same in the often challenging outside world. So like turning your desire your mental desire to break through into a physical action in the mundane world to break through so this is a book that has nothing to do with tarot but of course numbers have to do with tarot so that was a cool connection i really really love that it's good right yeah and i like i like right like the imagery of bringing something down to earth because that's literally what's happening right like the wands are like yeah soaring toward the earth and it's very much in order to bring air energy into reality you need action right yeah it's definitely not a speed card that's random it's a grounded card of speed 100 percent. and you know how you can tell it's not random is that those eight wands are lined up perfectly same place same time like same direction it's not there it's not chaotic 
it's not it's not multiple thoughts and ideas you're it's not coming from multiple directions you know it's not different people shooting arrows it is eight arrows coming from the same place going to the same place how rare is it that we like all of the resources we read for the given card we're covering never right that's really fun yeah i know well it's kind of hard to fuck this one up it's so simple right so (laughs) because usually we do we do have some critique for especially right away for mr ae weight himself but but no yeah it's just i mean it's very it's very clear it's a super helpful card honestly like i love this card just as a reader, I love this card for its clarity. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, like, of course it does. Yeah. You're giving someone like an irrefutable message. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, yeah, this this indicates this. Yeah. I, I like that a that lot. That is right. Gold star. Astrologically speaking. Let's hear it. The eight of wands is Mercury and Sagittarius. Yeah, it is. Like, raise your hand if you're surprised. (laughs) (laughs) So we have, like, Mercury, the planet of communication, the, like, messenger god, if you will, in Sagittarius, which is a sign of action, essentially. Yeah. It's just, like, air fanning the fire, which is exactly how we describe this card. Yeah. And it's just something that's already really quick and fast-paced in a sign that's even quicker and more Mm fast-paced. And I think that with Sagittarius as well, there's like... Sagittarius is a very philosophical sign. It's like the sign of philosophy. Yeah. Philosophical ideals. So there is this kind of clarity. Yeah. That comes through in the astrology as well, which I think is cool. That is fun. What's your Mercury sign? I think it's Aquarius. Oh, so what do you make of that? I mean... Ambiguous communication? Like, oh, you think it's ambiguous? Well, no, that's what I'm asking. Like, because you said Mercury is associated with communicating. With Mercury and Aquarius, like, I I mean, I think of the communication as being, like, very heady, very ideological. Oh, okay. Very theoretical. Yeah. like grounded at all yeah big concepts and still like, fast-paced still like a lot of communication yeah having mercury in any air sign is gonna be like you're a fucking yeah. talker yeah <laughs> that kind of thing wow i wonder why we podcast <laughs> i know like why did we even pick this, <laughs> pick this to do <laughs> mine is let's see Wow, my little co-star message today is you don't have to provide a sick note. Slay. I love that. Your Mercury is in Scorpio. Why did you find it faster than me? Because you're my friend. I got your chart on my phone. So yeah, my as well as my moon. Yes. Mercury and Scorpio. I mean, maybe that that just speaks to my keyword for Scorpio is kind of like deep. Yeah. Like emotional, but like in a more like, I don't know. I don't know if this is the actual association, but Scorpio always reminds me of the moon card. The moon card reminds me of Scorpio a lot as well. Like emotional, but there's definitely stuff hidden away. Absolutely. Yeah. With a Mercury and Scorpio, like I, I agree with deep. Definitely like not sharing the whole truth. Yeah. Um, 
And also very much with Scorpio being a sign of transformation, like death and rebirth, I think like communicating to transform, communicating as a means for change. Mm. Yeah, that's relevant to me. Damn. I've been on kind of an astrology kick too. I have been like worshiping Jessica Lignato, ghost of a podcast lately. Slay. She... Have I talked about it on the yeah. podcast before? Well, on the podcast, no, I don't think so. Okay. Like, this is just a plug for my favorite podcast, honestly. Yeah. Like, she does two episodes a week on, I think it's Sunday, she drops, like, Astrology of the Week ahead. Super helpful. Her episodes are, like, longer than Chani's. Yeah. Chani does an Astrology of the Week ahead that's, like, shorter, more yeah. concise. She'll, like, go on for a bit, which I, like, I enjoy. I like listening to the girl talk. But then my favorite type of episode that she does is in the middle of the week. I think it's on Wednesday. She drops like a reading that she does with somebody. Yeah. So the only way to get a reading with her is to sign up to have it be on the podcast. And it's a conversation that she records between her and somebody else. And she's an empath. She's psychic. She's an astrologer. She's an animal communicator. She like uses all of those things and just like gives these really phenomenal really like analytical deep thoughtful readings that have taught me so much about myself even though they're not for me right and like have opened my eyes to so many things i just think that she's like a very very wise person but i also love it for how much astrology i learn in the process because she is she just she talks about you know, having this planet in this sign in this house, yeah. like, this is how you're going to act. Like, of course you feel that way. This planet represents this. This sign represents this. Like, right. it's very just, um, like, making sense of the world through astrology, which is already how I like to live anyway. So I love just that. giving me more tools to do that. And oh, my God, I love her so much. That sounds really, really good. It's really good. Like, every time I listen to I was I was listening to it this morning before I came here and she like said another like earth-shattering groundbreaking thing for me like she does every week she was talking to someone and she was like she was like were you raised religious and the girl was like yes and she was like okay i think that even though you broke away from that religion and don't like agree with it anymore and don't live your life in alignment with it anymore you still have really intensely religious beliefs and fears around like the way that you experience your emotions and she mm. was like because jessica was raised culturally jewish not particularly religious right and she's like what i've grown to understand about christianity is that like in judaism doing bad things is what's wrong but in christianity it's having bad thoughts having negative thoughts wow that is the sin in and of itself wow. and she was like you still believe that like you still don't let yourself have those negative thoughts and feelings you think that that makes you bad and i was like yeah jessica i do think that oh man (laughs) like this woman just shatters my world on a weekly basis no that's a heavy one that i really had not ever considered i know i was like holy shit you're so fucking right it's tough That hits me a little extra because I just, on my personal Patreon, which is just Mel of Wands, if you're interested, I just posted a really intense 
you know like i'm kind of treating my patreon as like a private blog like you know and so i i wrote a really intense post you know reflecting on christmas and and everything i've been doing in my spiritual practice lately the post is generally about how to integrate your religious upbringing into your current spiritual practice so just last night i was like raw like talking about a lot of those things and you know going through the period of that difficult release resentment for how i was raised with those horrible harmful ideals that are masked with religion Mm -hmm. and then getting through the resentment to be at the point where i'm like what are the benefits what are this the ways that this matters to me and my ancestry what are the ways that i can make peace with this in such a way that i can define it as important to me in my own way now oh big stuff okay this is like a bit of a sidebar but did you see frankie chaotic um did you see her recent i don't know if they hadn't posted in a while and that's why it came up on my for you page or like what the deal was but because i haven't seen them in so long i don't know if that's true for you like they were like very big during the pandemic that's so true so i guess sometimes to be completely fucking honest sometimes i like seek out content and then it's on tiktok i can't like tell the date it was posted Mm. like am i being stupid or like does it actually not show you the date sometimes no that's real that's like and honestly maybe it wasn't that recent that's a good point like sometimes shit just shows up on my for you page from a really long time ago yeah it could be but anyway they posted and were talking about how they don't identify as pagan anymore oh that was new i did see that one yeah yeah they were just talking about how they incorporate like things from their like religious upbringing and things from like different cultures and it's all over and i was like this is exactly what mel's been doing yeah <laughs> i did see that i thought it was awesome no they've been light on tiktok for like a couple months actually now that i think about it i love their content yeah what i've seen has been so i know i feel good. like they're very up your alley yeah that's like very similar to the way that you do your craft. I think so. I like I like a lot of like the physical spell crafting and actually like putting things together and doing, you know, physical things like on myself or for myself yeah. to like incorporate the magic. It just makes it more real to me. I like that. I like that. I like the idea of yeah, connecting a um, what did they call it? Frankie was like folk Catholicism, oh, which yeah. is exactly like wh- I think it was our last episode, our yeah. Christmas special that I was like, not the religion, but like the way that all the women in my family have been worshiping Mary yeah. for generations. Like, that's what's cool. You know, it's like, not about being Catholic at all. Yeah, it's about finding value in what, you know, especially your family that you've grown up with have done in the past and like making it your own, putting your own little twist on it. Yeah, love that. Have you listened to Frankie's podcast? Now, no. now I'm like, oh, I have to go back and binge it again. I don't have any idea the date. I'm not. If it's TikTok or podcasts, I don't look at dates. I could very well be listening to shit that's years old and recommending it like it came out yesterday. That's so funny. Um, 
again, I don't know if I'm just being silly right now and not remembering where I can find the dates, but I feel like I never notice them. I don't know, just me. Sound off below. Like, I don't notice, like, like when you open Arcane Dames, does it have, like, the year? Yeah. She's nodding. 100% it does. Things I don't pay attention to. I I always pay attention. I don't know why I'm so, like, I always pay attention to that. That's actually very important. Really? Yeah. I really like to know the context because I think that context changes very quickly in our world. Yeah. And I think it's really important. But I kind of like that you don't because sometimes I think I get a little too bogged down in how recent is. Well, thank you for saying that. But I, you know, going back to all the changes I was talking about wanting to make in my new year and, like, whatever – Something I want to do is get, so logic in general, leading more, I don't even want to say leading with logic over emotion, just incorporating some logic in there is the goal for me, because I've, yeah, your wise mind, that's what they call it in therapy. Oh, okay. (laughs) My wise mind. You have your emotional mind and your logical mind, and when you combine them, it gives you your wise mind. Hey, that makes sense. I like it. I was like, somebody tell my dad. (laughs) You're so right. Take the emotion out of it. He's crazy for that. One of the things I want to do is, like, pay more attention to small details, because, again, like, I'm thinking of them as small, but it can mean something. And I often overlook, like, just, like, I don't know, silly things in my daily life, too. I, like... Because I'm so emotion-driven, I miss obvious details that for other people are the point. And for me, I'm like, but how do I feel about it? And then that creates, like, a disconnect. That is so interesting. I mean, I do think, in a sense, that's very air sign of you. Yeah. And I think that I tend to do that in different ways. Like, timing is something that I tend to be, like unusually attuned to but there are a lot of times that my sister who's triple earth will like call me out on it and i'll be like oh i didn't notice and she's like what do you mean you didn't notice it was right there right i'm like it's just not it's not what i was paying attention she's like oh you know the the thing that our neighbor has on her front door like no i didn't what right i I didn't notice that what do you mean you didn't notice it's huge same fucking notice right because why i don't care right so why i don't feel the emotion of caring so why would i ever notice but other people notice things and then decide afterwards whether they care or not that's not me that's insane to me yeah my brain is literally like it just like skips a step it's just right right you know it's funny so i've also experienced this in friendships like friendship issues before Sometimes people think I'm playing dumb when I genuinely just didn't notice what, like, whatever thing you have perceived as, like, a little, like, scandalous issue, it's gone over my head, love. If it wasn't directly about me, why would I pay attention? How do I know to pay attention if it's not affecting me? My old roommate that I used to live with, who, like, we were just not compatible as roommates. So that's yeah. why we stopped living together. We are still friends. But, oh, that's nice. Yeah. To recognize that you couldn't live together, but to not let it affect your friendship. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely tough. There was, like, yeah. a moment where it was, like, you know, some feelings. But I'm very glad that we're still friends. Aww. But, yeah, she used to, like... She was a very detail-oriented person, and we, like, lived together, but it was her house, so I, like, paid her rent. And so she would, like, do things to the house, and then I would get home and have, you know, like, 
a million things going on in my head. Yeah. Like, my my like brain space would be very cluttered. You can't see it, but it's cluttered. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> and like, so whatever. So I would like get home and like be in my little zone and she would be like, did you notice? Did you notice what I did to the front door? Did you notice that there's, that I planted flowers? Like girl, no. Yeah. <laughs> and every single time it would hurt her feelings and I felt so bad. And like, I had to have so many conversations with her that it's like, it's not because I don't, like you or care about you like i just don't notice shit see that's a funny as fuck story because i'll be both people because again all i'm thinking about is the emotion i'm led by so on the flip side if i am living with you and i did something to that i thought would make you happy or very at least make you give me attention yeah and then you don't fulfill that it's like well what the fuck did i do wrong oh sorry i didn't mean to like (laughs) no that's like that's cute i get it yeah but like i won't be mad at you if you don't recognize that i planted new flowers in the front yard i never i don't notice anything ever right like it's so I don't know when it's a joke now and I'm so happy it's a joke now because she'll see me and she'll be like oh did you notice and I'm like and she's mm. like of course you didn't you never do like, oh yeah 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 but like right and like and, and I think it also feels more playful now that we don't live together when we live yeah. together I was like girl I'm gonna throttle you but Aww. now I'm like now I'm like okay it's fine everything's fine yeah like I I don't know and I I feel like though it is a trait I'm grateful for especially at like work not this work but just disclaimer if i'm ever saying anything negative about work i'm talking about like day jobs (laughs) like right anyway so at work like if there's drama or if somebody maybe is upset with me about something i didn't do the right way or whatever like and they're treating me different or watching me a little bit more like i just put blinders like i have blinders on to that really like i have to yeah i'm hyper attuned to that shit no that's another thing i won't notice because it's like protective my like codependent family upbringing my like enmeshment is like oh my god it is my responsibility to manage how i'm perceived at every given moment all the time (laughs) i get that i just I don't know. I have a really... I mean, like, good for you. Yeah. That's, like, a good work boundary to have. Yeah. And I do actively try to be more, like, that's not my problem. If someone has a problem with me, they can say it. Yeah. <laughs> in a way that doesn't make me feel like I need to wonder all the time. But in practice... Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a journey. It okay. is a journey. <laughs> there's room for balance. There's room for a little bit... Of, there's room for both and. <laughs> Preach. But yeah, that's funny. I do think in general it's very aerosol. If it's not in like, right, if it's not what we're looking for, yeah. we are very good at detaching from irrelevant information, even if it's not actually irrelevant. If our brain thinks it's yeah. irrelevant, then it's irrelevant. Yeah. Except I have a rising earth sign that makes the devil and God rage inside me because it's like huge air sign energy. But then I get stuck in my roots. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, what wouldn't you say, as someone who knows me per- very personally, like, I'm so free-flowing, so big-dreaming, so, like, air, 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 but then if I have a tradition or a belief, it's like, oh, no, we don't touch that, though. 
like wouldn't you say i'm very much like that yeah i attribute that to the libra sun taurus rising you are like you're like very ideologically open-minded but then like it's almost like you can talk about it you can talk about it being different or whatever you can talk about different ideas yeah but then when it comes to your actual reality of it it's almost like your ideas can't touch your reality does that make sense like i guess in the sense of like like i think i see what you're saying that like i can see any this is also just a libra thing i can see any side to a situation but just because i respect and understand you does not like like i'll still come back to myself and be like yeah she's fucking crazy for thinking that i would never do it that way but it doesn't mean i'm not gonna i'm gonna say that to you because well, what the fuck? It makes sense for you to do it that yeah, way. Yeah, 100%. Versus someone who's maybe Earth Sun sign, I've experienced, like, no, they, if it's the right way for them, they think it has to be the right way for you, too. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, the right, the right, you can't touch the right way for me. Yes. But I get why it's not the right exactly. way for you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I could disagree with you 100% and still be like, duh go for it girl like type of thing yeah yeah the devil and god are raging inside me that's so funny (laughs) i I mean i love that but like what a handy dandy little like duality there is to that i'm so like yeah (laughs) i'm so libra for that yeah so scales so (laughs) duality so scales Uh, You are so scales. You are so Libra. Whenever I see Libra stuff, I have so many Libra friends in my life. I love, I love a Libra. But like, whenever I see Libra stuff, I'm like, this couldn't be describing Mel more deeply. You are one of the Libraist Libras. Thank you. (laughs) I like being a Libra. It surprises me that you say that, though, because like, you know, I love astrology memes, but I never... They'll be so funny for, like, my friends and my partner. And then I always feel like the Libra one is just about, like, looking hot. And I don't even do that most of the time. That's not true. Well, you need to send me some better meme accounts. Because every time I see a Libra meme, I can't repost it. Because it's, like, it's literally your aesthetic. It's, like, pink and, like, bows and, like... But, like... Okay, I see what you're saying. There is a lot of the, like... The aesthetic is... What is that? What is, the, like, the Lana Del Rey aesthetic? Coquette. Yeah, it's always that. Um, for I'm the least coquette person. You're right. But I feel like the meaning behind it still stands in mm. that, like, you do... You are very curated about your image. Like, Ooh. looking hot is very important to you. Like... Yeah attraction flirting all of that stuff is very important to you and it's just so fucking libra yeah that's talk about a 2024 resolution i'm putting it out here for people to hold me accountable okay i always used to get done up to leave the house then i went through something really really traumatic at the beginning of 2021 and I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. I literally did not have the energy to keep myself alive. How am I going to have the energy to beat my face before I walk out the door and straighten my hair and buy cute clothes, right? I feel like I am so wholly healed from that now that I'm ready again to like, because like there is nothing, don't get me wrong. Like I like my face without makeup and you should too. Nobody needs makeup. I hate that shit. Yeah. Like 
every like I hate I feel so sad for people when they're like which sounds bitchy I feel so sad for you but like it saddens me when people think they need a drop even a drop of makeup to leave the house like no 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 I'm not preaching that you should wear makeup yeah I am just saying that it's a fun creative outlet for me and I do get a boost in confidence depending on the vibe I'm going for and that's something I've gotten away from going through such a serious like depression and loss that I did I would buy nice looking sweatpants and wear them to my corporate job and hope no one noticed that they weren't slacks like type of thing like I would get a jacket that was the material of a fuzzy blanket so that I could get away with calling it a jacket and saying I was cold but I would just snuggle the blanket because I was depressed yeah at like a nine to five corporate job Mm -hmm. I don't need to be frumpy anymore like do you know what I'm saying like it's not that they're I always value comfort and I always value just being me. The thing is, there's another side of me that I've gotten away from due to some horrible things that happened to me, but I'm ready to bring her back. Yes. That's what it is. Do you remember that reading I did for you recently when I was like, you are like in, you're you're like, I know exactly what you're talking about. No, that that was part of the catalyst for sure. Yeah. I think you read that read those cards for me in like November or very beginning of this month. So it was when I kind of started to develop some of those goals for 2024. Yeah. And it was like embrace that like Libra. Yeah. Energy. It's so funny. There's a trend going around right now too that um, everyone on TikTok is saying dress like your Venus sign. My Venus sign is Libra. Dude, I saw that. My Venus sign is Capricorn. I bought brown. Brown before. Brown is I thought, cute. I thought brown because I was like, all right, I'll dress like the Venus. Sign. That's really funny. Um, <laughs> I think the Venus Libra wants me to wear pink, which I will not be doing. I mean, if you want to, that's so funny. Wait, I was gonna say something though. Oh, I love that journey for you. I feel like there's like a parallel journey that I've kind of been on slash am currently exploring of like. I've just always had a really difficult and tumultuous relationship with aesthetics. Mm. I think that there's a lot of like body image stuff and just for my whole life, like it's I've never felt like it's been allowed to be about self-expression. It's always felt like it had to be about how to be like as conventionally attractive as possible and like palatable yeah and it's just it's so difficult to to the point where like right like i'm an aquarius as we all know so my first instinct is like i just want to do everything the opposite of that to prove that i can and so i've never really like found a middle ground with liking the way that I look physically because anytime I move in that direction I start to very much fall into like needing to be perfect or like yeah feel like I look a certain way or whatever so I'm always just like that's just always been a closed door for me in Mm. a lot of ways so it's definitely something I'm wanting to like experiment with but I'm very much taking my newfound, like, grounded approach <laughs> to it as well. Yeah. Of being like, this doesn't have to happen overnight. Like, true. what are the rituals? What are the daily practices we can incorporate to 
have more of that without being like so all or nothing because that's how it's always been for me yeah yeah that's a healthy place to be in yeah i think so i think so proud of you we'll see how it goes i believe in you thank you you're welcome <laughs> do you have any eight of wands imagery no because <laughs> it's also similar i actually do have a couple fun ones let's hear it okay like most of them y'all most of these are just it's just eight wands yeah like always oh my favorite depiction wow. of the eight of wands is in the crystal visions tarot it is eight unicorns that's good like stampeding down a hill yeah i love them right like so cute so whimsical so fun it's the card is like orangey red glowy so it gives that intense fire energy it gives the very similar like vibe of things happening quickly if not even more explicitly right than the ones because you can actually tell that they're stampeding there's like dust kicked up around their feet some knights energy knights energy i was gonna say i feel like it also plays very well into your chariot yeah um connection comparison there. there yeah because well not in rider Waite smith usually but in like marseille versions of the tarot it's usually horses with the chariot um so that's one that i really love i also have my wild unknown tarot here in front of me which is like eight wands drawn together in a circle yeah like like touching tips like a little star that's what he said (laughs) 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 and then there's like a little rainbow piece of lightning like going down into the middle so it's like when they all touch that's there's an explosion explosive energy i love that it reminds me of the movie the craft when they're on the beach and there's the thunderstorm yeah yeah love that i love them i know i do it's very like that card the eight of wands in the wild unknown tarot it very much gives the energy of like something sparking action like yeah the, like a catalyst to you like yeah going in something yeah honorable mention taylor swift tarot instead of eight wands it is eight guitars with their little like the neck the neck neck of the guitar like lined up in a row like the wands would be and is it the eras it is the eras yeah so you've got like oh there's so many missing now like it, it stops with folklore like reputation lover folklore and then i guess that's kind of it i will say i did get a new deck for christmas i asked my sister for the lightseer tarot deck which it's really funny i have known about that deck for a long time because it's a really popular one and for a while i was like i'm not into it like i don't get all the hullabaloo yeah like people are so into it it doesn't resonate with me at all i've said before on the podcast like the reason I like a Marseille is because I honestly like working with pip cards. Like, I sometimes get distracted when the imagery is too, yeah. like, vivid and right. rich and, like, kind of takes up too much space in my intuition space. <laughs> but um, my sister owns this deck, and so I've I've been working with it more lately because I'll be in her apartment and she'll be like will you read for me and then hand me your deck and i've done some really great readings for her with it Mm. and really like found a lot of meaning in how expressive the people depicted in the deck are yeah so i asked her to get it for me and she did for christmas so sweet 
So that's very exciting in a new little because that has that does have that deck has some cool imagery. So that'll be a fun thing to add to our imagery component. But I do have to say the eight of wands very simple. Yeah. For this deck. All right. Well, I think that just about ends our conversation on the eight of wands. Hell yeah. This was a really fun episode. It was. We had a little bit of an opportunity to tangent. Yeah. (laughs) And um, this will be our first episode of the new year, huh? Yeah, because yeah. oh, this will be our second episode of the new year. <laughs> I know, and we're like talking about New Year's, but I think it'll still be relevant because oh yeah, it's okay to like make your New Year's resolution list in March. Okay, like you're right. Everyone's on a different timeline. Yeah, preach. We support. All right, we love you guys so much. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Thanks for listening. To keep up with the Arcane Dames, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, or consider joining our Patreon. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.